Welcome, 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 welcome to another week of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown, and I would like to say welcome, welcome, welcome. If this is your first time listening, the Barnabas Speaks podcast, a podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment, and a podcast about faith. Well, last week, as you had a special treat where my wife and I, Tisha, were doing our Bible study for our church, which is Renewing Life Church, which is located here in Raleigh, North Carolina. And we have been doing Marriage Month. The month of August is Marriage Month for Renewing Life Church. And our pastor, Pastor Leonard Ravenel, has given us the opportunity to to be the host, to do the discussion. And so this is week two, uh, week two of Marriage Month. And we go straight into it and we begin to talk about the different things as it goes to marriage this week. We are talking about the engagement, the proposal, and things that go on there. We talk on premarital counseling. We talk about what is the, the challenges of engagement, proposal, and all those different things that go into it. So I hope that you are blessed. Uh, please take a listen. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please feel free to email me at Cloyd dot s dot brown at gmail.com cloyd spelled c-l-o-y-e-d dot s dot brown at gmail.com i hope that you enjoy it take a listen god bless you and remember never let your independence rob you from your dependence on god have a wonderful day welcome 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 to renewing life church excuse me welcome to renewing life church I am Cloyd Brown, and this is my wife, Tisha Brown. Hi, guys. I'm sorry. I'm trying to share it to all our social media platforms. I'm not good at this tech stuff. Well, we'd like to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. Once again, as we said every week, we are clearly not Pastor Rab, but Pastor Rab is, Pastor Leonard Ravenel is the pastor of the New Life Church here in Southeast Raleigh, North Carolina. Right now, we're all over because everything is virtual. And so we want to welcome you to our TNT Tuesday night teaching. We meet every Tuesday at this hour at seven o'clock. This month we have given Pastor Rav some respite. We have given him some a break, tell him to take some Sabbath, and to, so that way he can just kind of rest and pray and, and rejuvenate and be prepared. I don't know why it seems like every church I go to September is like the kickoff, and I have been telling him that. Uh, September, as we as we go into September, I want to kind of improve some things. So we're working on the website. As you can see, we're working on uh, bringing a better product as it goes to our streaming. So we would like to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you, and thank you for joining us. This is August Marriage Month. We have been talking all things marriage, and we're going to get that. We're going to get to that in just a second, but we do have some announcements, and we do have some things that we do need to say. Uh, the first thing is that if you happen to hear something in the background, we are in uh, an office space. Uh, and if you hear some background, there's a self-defense class uh, that is going on. So if you need some self-defense, uh, I'll make sure that Ask Tisha, she'll get you the information uh, because this is her office space. And so we wanted to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you. Sorry for any disruption. Uh, so we're praying that it does not become a disruption. Additionally, we would like to let you know on um, the ways to give. So ways to give. If you are looking to partner, you're looking to, to plant a seed, if you enjoyed some type of something that came from either us or Pastor Dave, uh, Elder David Edwards, rather, that, uh, that preached for us this past Sunday and did a wonderful job, or Pastor Rav, or anyone that comes from uh, this ministry, uh, if you like, if you heard anything that you felt like, man, I want to sow a seed to that, or you want to partner with us, as we are just a grassroots, we want to give you the options. You can see the options on the screen. Our cash app is Renewing Life Church, dollar sign Renewing Life Church. Our PayPal is the email admin at rocrdu.com. And then you can go to our website, www.rocrdu.com, where you can hit the giving button. And that is how you can give if you would like to. Additionally, if uh, you want to be a part of this ministry, if you are looking to be a part of this ministry, we ask that you would just uh, send us an email to that same email, admin at rlcrdu.com. If you're looking to be a part of ministry, looking to be uh, to, to add your, your gifts. Uh, we need something of everything. As we said, we're a grassroots ministry. Uh, 
So we need some of everything. If you can play right now, we're still, as you can see, we're we're quarantined still. So uh, if you can play instruments, if you have a gift of finance, if you have a, like, it doesn't always have to be the most visible things. You have a gift of uh, grant writing. If you have a gift of grant writing, I know a few people that will probably be reaching out to you, but most, most definitely a Renewal Life Church. So uh, definitely, if you have organization skills, you like community activities, we need something of everything. And so we ask that just send us an email if you're interested, admin at rocrdu.com, admin at rocrdu.com. Our last announcement, uh, well, the last two announcements, our last, our second last announcement is Sunday at 11.30 a.m. is our service. We are still streaming. Uh, Pastor Ralph said that we'll be streaming to, for the near future until he believes that God is saying it's safe for us to congregate again. Uh, but when we were, when we are meeting again, before we this happened, we were meeting at 1900 Edwin Drive in Southeast Raleigh, North Carolina, 1900 Edwin Drive. Every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Catch us on Facebook Live. And we're, as we say, we're, we're updating our means of of streaming so it will also be on uh youtube as well coming up so the last thing i want to say if you are looking uh, for someone to partner with you in prayer if you are looking to just to say hey i i, I believe in the power of prayer and i need someone to pray pray with me on the bottom of the screen you will see something strolling across so that is the email it's prayers at rlcrdu.com prayers at rlcrdu.com all the announcements are done. Okay, and so, uh, but uh, well, I, I do joke, but we do we do uh, consider prayer very seriously. So definitely send that out. Now, so the, for the past three weeks, we have the past two weeks, this is week three, we've been talking about marriage, and uh, we have been blessed uh, to hear from people that said that is a blessing to them. And so we're just glad to be a blessing. It is none of us; it's all of God. Uh, we are very appreciative. We are humbled by the fact that God will even use us in this manner, uh, specifically because. They're, we're, we're young in marriage and in the scheme of things, uh, nine going on 10 years, praise God. Uh, and so uh, we we do not consider ourselves to be experts. Right. We're not experts. We're not uh, marital counselors. We are just people that love God and want to share what God has shared with us and just kind of give our perspective and our thoughts. So I have talked enough. I'm going to Allow Tisha to do some talking to see if she wants to add something before we as we as we get started rather. Um, I don't think I have so much to add. I'm so thankful that uh, some people have, have been finding this series to be very impactful for them, both married couples and uh, singles who desire to be married. So um, I'm really thankful for that. And I hope that that you know we can continue to be an impact. Uh, in a body of believers and even just an impact in people who are wanting to grow in their relationship with God. So tonight we are speaking from Ephesians. Yes, Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, verse 22 through 33. Do you want to kick us off by reading the scripture? Right. Or? So we're going to read it. We're not going to read it. We're going to use it in its entirety, but we're not going to read it in its entirety from the beginning uh, because it is that is long. <laughs> and so, But we want to definitely get to it. This is what some people consider the marriage scripture, uh, and we're going to tackle some things that uh, have been said, uh, and how do we address it? One as a, as a as a Christian, as a young married couple, someone that's aspiring to get married, and so it says, "Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body of which he is the Savior. Now, the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit." to their husbands and everything. Now, normally we stop right there. And then, but we do, we must get to verse 25, which says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any blemish, but holy and blameless. In this way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds and cares for it, just as Christ of the church. For we are members of his body. I know I said we're going to read the whole thing, but I might as well finish, right? For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. 
This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. I have just read Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 33. So we are going to get straight into the topic at hand, which is we have we talked the first week we talked about dating and courtship. The second week we talked about proposal and engagement. Now we are in the thick of it. We are in the marriage. Notice I didn't say we are at the wedding. We are in the marriage. And we're going to talk about the marriage. That's what we are here to talk about. And so we have we have some questions that we kind of uh, went over that God has given us to kind of really just address. And so we're just going to have a discussion on that. So the first question being. All right. So you're probably like, why does girl got her laptop out? She's not paying attention. So we have notes. And I also try my best to keep up with the chat. But if I miss something, please understand that uh, it's not personal. I, I promise. So marriage versus dating. Um, how did life change for you after saying I do? Um, gosh. Our, our situation was a little different. So I can say... Um, Shortly after saying I do, I was still in school. We were still in a, um, I was in uh, Aiken, South Carolina, going to school at Augusta State University in Augusta, Georgia. He was in uh, North Charleston, um, South Carolina. So kind of in two different spaces. Um, gosh, it really was an aspect of just really trying my best to make things work. And so like when you're in the honeymoon phase, you're like, oh, let me cook all these amazing meals and let me do all this cute stuff. And we had a pet and just uh, we had a dog and just, just trying to, I felt that I needed to take on this role of like, let me keep the house clean because he was working and I transitioned to uh, move down with him. And so I was still seeking employment. So I was like, I have to keep the house up and I can, you know, keep the pet up and um, just kind of being really domestic, um, trying not to deal with conflict as much, just kind of letting stuff, what I thought I was doing was letting it roll off my back, but really it was like filling up my cup and uh, my tea kettle rather. And then when I put that thing on the stove, it was just like, woo, explosion, hot stuff. Um, so I really, I think, was just trying. So I was so in love. Like you're, you're so in love, and you're just trying to make it all work. And so, in some moments, I think um, life changed for me that I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't so vocal about things that were affecting me because I wanted to keep peace, if you will. Um, and then I was trying to fit this societal mold of like what it meant to be a wife. And so I was like, oh, I need to have dinner ready and I need to clean the house and I need to do this and I need to work out because I got to be fine for him. And it was just um, me trying to meet the societal mold instead of really sitting down and saying, well, well what do you really need from me? Um, and I found that that was a conversation that I probably really should have had. Like, hey, what can... I do that's going to be supportive to your role and vice versa. So, uh, for me, I guess I look at it a little different. Uh, we did have a different uh, scenario kind of thing. So I think we talked about it in week one. But when we first got married, as she said, as Tisha said, we were at a distance, and then she moved in. She moved up uh, to our home in Somerville, South Carolina, May slash June, really June. And then July, I went uh, on a TDY for a month and a half. And then so from July to August, half August. And then from then August, I came back and I went on, I was preparing for deployment. So from August, basically to October, I was preparing to deploy for six months. And so I deployed for six months. And so that is, if you, if, in the grand scheme of things, you think about it, the majority. So I didn't, our first year of marriage, we spent at a distance. And so it was just different. It was different in the sense of, we we only lived together as husband and wife probably two months. Yeah. Uh, and so it was so it was different. So even then, you're still kind of in the honeymoon phase because you just moved in. Uh, you got everything. We have this nice new apartment uh, and it's just and it's pre kids. So it's just me, her and the dog. And so uh, and then it just and so it worked. And then 
as I get ready to leave, she finds a job. So it's like, man, we got two income. We got things going on. Let's go. And I know I'm going to get this deployment money. And so, uh, and so it kind it's kind of, it kind of works that way. And then so, but also realizing that the struggles that a first year marriage has, you still have it, but at a distance. Uh, and so I remember someone asked me, what was the, what were some of the biggest differences in marriage? And so in the first year, I think the, I think, one of the things for me, as we touched on the topic of sex last year, uh, not last week, rather, and we, I was saying that when you go into the mindset, when you go in the mindset that you're growing, you're not taught. And we don't teach people uh, in the church that we kind of put, push sex is wrong. Uh, and so there's no way to turn it off. And so it is even that mindset of, OK, now you're married. And the whole time prior, it's, especially if you were having sex premarital, and we were. Uh, and so in that mindset is if it's in your in your head, you're like, man, we told him last week. <laughs> and it's so in our, in our, in our mindset, uh, you're trying to cut that mindset of it. It's not easy because it's, once again, because we do not talk about those kind of things. And there's other things that we don't talk about. One of uh, the jokes that Dave Ramsey uh, the financial guy says, he says that the two things that uh, our parents never talked to us about was sex and money. And they had both of it. And so, uh, and so it's, it's those things and how do you combine these two, these, these two different things. We grew up differently. We grew up different kind of style and uh, different parenting, different uh, sibling relationships, all those things are different. And so how do we go into that? So it was, it was definitely different. I did not, I did not really think about, I knew what I, I didn't think so much about being what it meant for what I wanted as a wife, for a wife. And one of the things that I, or what I wanted, what who I wanted to be as a husband, I just knew who I wanted to, as a person, as people. I didn't look at it in so much in the sense of, okay, this is the, the stereotypical cutout of a wife, this is stereotypical cutout of a husband. And so I think that helped me in a sense, but then at the same time, we because we didn't have those conversations, and that kind of goes inside one of our next questions is, what does it mean to be a wife? <laughs> I think it's subjective um, because essentially you are being a wife to your husband. So what may work for um, for one husband, couple may not work for the other. Um, and that was something that I had to really grow into, I can say, um, is what it really means to be a wife to my husband. Um, because your parents, you're kind of going to learn some things from from your parents or from, from marriages that you've been paying attention to that may feel or seem healthy or or some that may, may not seem so healthy. But you pick up these messages and then you try so hard to to kind of relate those to your own marriage. But then you realize like, whoa, this aspect of us becoming really is us. Um, and it's about what he might need from a wife or what I want to provide as a wife rather than what the person next door or auntie or uncle or whomever is doing. So I think the aspect of being a wife requires wisdom. Um, and so it's important to gain that wisdom from other people, um, from other healthy marriages, um, positive women or men. However, just knowing that this is you guys are collaboratively making this thing work. You are dying to self together so that you can grow together. Um, and that's just so, so important because I I know that my personality and the way that I am, the things that may be anxiety provoking for me or the things that I'm just like, eh, you know, go have a good time. That may be different for for another husband. Um, so I'm thankful that, you know, we really approach this from an aspect of I'm your wife. I'm not I'm not your LB's wife. I'm not your frat brother's wife. I'm not Pastor Rab's wife. I'm your wife. And we work together on what you need from me and vice versa. Um, so I don't have to try to pretend to fit this mold or be somebody that I'm not. That's not authentic to me. And and eventually I'm going to crash if I try to do that. If I try to pretend to be something that I, I'm not or I have no capacity to be. Um. I think that, and so the next question, clearly, what does it mean to be a good husband? But I think that I, 
we want to use both of those questions because one of the things as because I have the 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 honor of being called to to be an ordained elder once again people come to me about marrying uh marrying them and being the officiant of the wedding and one of the things that one of the questions that I have uh, on a questionnaire is basically hey what does it mean now I'm asking the 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 fiance the female uh what does it mean for what does it mean to be a wife to you right and then I'm asking also the the male what does it mean for you for your for, what do you want from from a wife and then I asked the that, that same thing but I asked the, the female what does your uh expected husband want from a wife because the fact is that you have what you think a wife should be as the as the, as the wife, and then you have what do, what does your husband expect, and then you have what do you what do you as a husband expect, and what does your wife what does your 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 wife think a wife should be, and then vice versa. So husband, what, what do you think your husband should be, and what do you think a husband should be, and what do you think your spouse thinks a husband should be? You have to ask these questions because. It, even if you don't have an answer, it, it begins to engage in, in the conversation. Absolutely. Uh, because sometimes it's just the hardest part is starting the conversation. Uh, so how do, where do we start? How do you start this thing called marriage? And how do you start being a husband? How do you start being a wife? And there's some there's some people that uh, that believe that you're always a wife uh, and you're always a husband, and that's that is a good theory, but. I think that the Bible says that we are, that they, the two shall become one flesh. Mm -hmm. And so it means, so not to get too deep, but the Bible, on, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the beginning, when God is creating things, he said, let there be, and it just was. And so he said, let there be, and it was. But becoming speaks of a process. On, and sir. so it really means that as you two are married, as husband and wife, you are becoming one flesh. And so there's some things like there are going to be growing pains. And I'm jumping ahead to some of the, and some of the questions that I think is that because a lot of times one of the things that we say is that you're going to argue in marriage, it's just going to happen. And that is almost like saying that is you're, you're being your is a self-fulfilling prophecy because you're saying that it's going to happen. I'm not saying that there won't be disagreements, but there's a difference between arguing and disagreeing. Uh, because at least if you're disagreeing, you're, you're disagreeing on the hope to get to a certain place. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're saying that, like, if you're saying that there's going to be arguments, it's, it, arguments sometimes lead to something more. And so what you're telling people is that that is going to be this adversarial part of your relationship. And it's not supposed to be like that. Not to say that people that have had that, they can't grow and be more because I've seen that. But we don't, what I don't want is for you going in to think of that, man, they won. Or before you even say I do, there's this adversary. You're, you're throwing things at each other. You're, there's this, this, what the hot topic word right now is toxic. And it is this, this, and you're just thinking that marriage is going to fix it. Those problems will still present themselves because a lot of times we don't know how to have the conversation. And sometimes the conversation, the reason why we don't want to have the conversation is because it's going to lead to, lead us to, down a road of it not being perfect or it not being what we want it to be. So it may not be the ending we want. And we've been together this long. The, right, the, the next step is to be married. That's just the most logical step. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it's not the most logical step. Maybe you are too different. And what does it mean to be a husband to me? I think that I try to gain my insight from the word of God. And so I, one of the things that I understood what it meant was to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Now, most most men are not ready for that concept. You said that in your proposal. <laughs> uh, and so most men are not ready for that that that, uh, that concept, and most people are not ready for that concept of what that love is. If if we're saying that we're going, and also we're we're learning how to love that way. So there's going to be some some learning. It's going to need a learning curve, but Christ loved the church so much that he died for it. Mm. Uh, and so somebody told me this, uh, one of my, uh, one of my mentors, uh, uh, Pastor Bennett, he said that 
Christ loved the church so much he died for it, right? So that literally means that the, there should be nothing that your wife can do that causes you, you to walk away from her. And, but, and so I'm not saying that it's always going to be the case, but that's what you're, that's, that's what you're striving for. I say we're, we're striving for perfection. We have not reached perfection, but we're striving for perfection in that sense. And so it's it's one of those hard things. And so when we, I'm saying this not to say, man, if you if, you, if your spouse or your, your partner is continuously cheating on you, you need to stay with them. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you should keep that in mind before you get to the altar and say, I do. Mm-hmm. That that's what that is what Christ is asking of you. That's what that's his commandment. And so then we go to the subject. I know I'm jumping around. I know you look at that thing like, where are you? So, so, uh, so, so mission versus love. Well, wait. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we have to be mindful when we say that we're striving for perfection, that we are imperfect people. Um, because I think we can make the statement that we're striving for perfection. And then sometimes we expect our spouse mm-hmm. to be perfect at all times, mm-hmm. not recognizing that we are imperfect beings and maybe when we're having these challenges we should be able to come from a place of i know this person wouldn't do this to intentionally hurt me i think that was something that was helpful Mm. um when we were having disagreements or even addressing hey you said or did this Mm. and it hurt Mm. just coming from a space of this per i know this person loves me this person would not intentionally try to hurt me Mm. um so i just want to put that that plug out there that while we're striving yeah. for perfection, we too are still imperfect people with a a great need for grace. Well the perfection when I when I when I say I'm striving for perfection, that's what we are we're seeking to be like Christ. Okay. And so it's not saying that we're we're striving not for perfection as a husband, not for perfection as a wife, but we're striving to be like Christ. Uh and so we 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 have not it's not that we have attained it. We have, we have not obtained uh, perfection. We're in and, pursuit. And we are, we're in pursuit of it. And it may take our full uh, foot. To this thing. Uh, Bishop Jakes suggests that he says that he may, God may spend your whole life getting you right. But he's mm-hmm. going to get you right. And so when I say that we're striving for perfection, it's not. And so I do appreciate that. It's not saying that we are perfect. It's not saying that we should be looking at each other and like, man, this is not for the husband or the wife to look at each other and say, man, you're not perfect. That's not what it's for. It's that we're striving for it. And when you're striving for it, you know how to make course corrections. Amen. Uh, and so when you're, stri- when you're striving for perfection, you are able to be corrected. Uh, and that sounds, it sounds harsh in the sense of it because like, oh, you to correct me. Uh, but the rare reality of it is that if you, if you, are, if we're loving each other as ourselves, we want the best for ourselves, mm-hmm. and that brings the challenges that before you say I do, you have to make sure that you love yourself. Uh, because if you don't love yourself, there's no way that it is no way that you can truly express love for someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that means that you'll, if you are willing to accept abuse, that means you may abuse them because abuse feels like love to you. Uh, and so it is, it is those things. And so oh, one of the questions uh, that we had is uh, what does that uh, Tisha actually brought up is like submission, because that's one of the things that always comes to, to mind. Uh, the wife is submit. What does submission look like? And so I bring to you what does submission look like? So me and my sister Jackie, actually, she's actually Stefan's cousin, but when I tell you, I'm just like all up in this family. So um, she's like a sister to me. And um, we were talking about this aspect of submission. And she's definitely too. <laughs> I, I have some very strong views on submission. Do I feel like I'm a submissive wife? Absolutely. Um, however, I do believe that in my marriage, my husband submits to his wife also. It feels like there's a duality there. Um, I can honestly say when, when the aspect of submission is, is discussed, especially because sometimes I hear it from women discussing how it's so hard or not liking the terminology, if you will. 
Um, and then sometimes I hear it from men in a very misogynistic and, and, and domineering manner. And I'll, I'll say it the way that I said it to my sister. I have, I have to have something to submit to. I can't submit to consistent infidelity, even in dating. I can't submit to the trap house of selling drugs. That's how we get by. Um, these are my standards. These are my boundaries. There are certain things that I can't submit my will and my life to um, because I know my assignment and my purpose in the earth is just much greater than those things. Um, so I, I, I know, I knew prior to, to marriage and prior to even um, getting in a relationship with my husband as different men came around to date, I knew that there were certain ones that just didn't, they weren't going to make the cut because I knew that I, I had the propensity to literally chew, eat you up and chew you up and spit you out at that time in my life. I knew I had the propensity to manipulate um, and to take over in a very unhealthy and negative way. And so when I talk about being able to submit to my husband, it has been easy because I knew up front that he was submitted to Christ. We were dating and this man was leading prayer for us. Excuse me. I'm intentional about my prayer life. because I have a prayer alarm that goes off at 730. Um, so please forgive me for that. I'll, I'll get back to, to that. But um, so that aspect of submission for me really was the first piece was submitting to the idea of being married and that we were a team and I was no longer a single woman who was managing everything myself. So it meant that um, that I just took an extra level of care um, was what submission looked like to me. So it, it meant if I went out to dinner with with my sorority sisters or I went out to dinner with some of my girlfriends, I would check in with him and say, hey, babe, I, I, now I know he's fully capable. He's a chef in our home. Um, but I would say, hey, babe, I'm at Applebee's. I hate Applebee's. Why would I use that as an example? Um, <laughs> I really prefer Ruby Tuesdays. But... Or Olive Garden, minus the carbs. Um, I'm at Olive Garden. Would you like something? Have you had dinner? Do you want me to bring you something home? Now, in my singlehood, I wasn't pressed or worried about whoever ate anything. It was all about me. Um, so submission for me was even acknowledging that we were a team and that I, I was concerned about his well-being just as much as I expected him to be concerned about mine. Um, I don't know. I, I think I, I came across a man who also was just very gentle with me. Um, he understood my past hurts and was willing to pray with me through those things. So submission wasn't very hard. Were there some times we had disagreements and hard conversations? Mm -hmm. um, but it also meant acknowledging that when he brought something to the table, that it was worth looking into. Um, so I think submission really is about a dying of your dying to yourself really and the, the single-minded uh, mindset that we can often have um, and recognizing that you can only grow and go higher if you truly are operating in a team. We often hashtag team Brown or we'll say, I think I said it within the past, I said it maybe yes. yesterday um, where he was like, thank you. I appreciate you for doing X, Y, and Z. And I was like, it's no problem. Team Brown. Um, so yeah, it, I think, but I, I truly believe that submission is a dual aspect. There have been moments where he has said, okay, I don't know how I feel about this, but if you feel very strongly about it, babe, then we'll go with that. And so to me, that's him, you know, submitting to his wife as well. So I don't think I can submit to anyone that isn't submitted to Christ. Um, I, I need a leader um, a, around me, even in my friendships and social life. So, oh, so my cousin, she sent me this thing. It says, well, this is just like a, a Instagram post. Women who cannot submit to a man's authority shouldn't marry. Marriage is a place of submission. And so she has my thoughts. And this is, I, I, want, I, I know I wasn't going to be able to say it as, as well as I said it that day, so I wanted to read it. And I think it shows a misunderstanding of what submission is in marriage. What God's view on submission and what God's view of submission, view of submission is. 
Additionally, the Bible never said that women are sent to men in general, but to their husband only. So we truly do not know what submission in a marriage looks like for a woman until they are married. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you can't judge uh, your 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 friend. And I, I didn't want to put a friend out there because we were talking. And uh, based on how she submits to her husband. And so you can't do those things because she wasn't meant to follow that man. And so uh, I think we often try to have a one size fits all view of submission and marriage. And it's not the case. And so I think this is distorted. First thing is that we we stop short. We say, wives, submit to your husbands. Stop. But what it says is, wives, submit to your husbands as unto Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is that one, we, this kind of goes to another point, and I want to apologize now, Ralph. We're going to go over time. That's just what it is. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, Pastor Ralph, I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, we, there is, there's very few times I outside of when we're talking about it like this that I've ever we've ever even talked about submission in our marriage. That is true. Uh, and so it's not something it is it, also not something that I have to boast say I'm the head of the household or I'm the leader of the household. It's not this thing that I believe that if you have to boast that you're the leader, one, it comes from a place of an insecurity, or because it may not just be that you're insecure or that the person doesn't value you as a leader. So we have we have to do it both ways because we'd be like it's insecure, insecure. But sometimes insecurities sometimes come from a place that another person may cause, and we have to understand that. Just like just vice versa, if a person, if a, if if the if whoever, because it, it could be on either side, is made to feel like they should be jealous, uh, that they are jealous, and you just say, well, that's an insecurity. You have to ask them where did that come from. Are you doing anything to uh, to put them in a place to make them feel insecure uh, or to make them feel jealous? And so you have to look at it like that. And so but I've, I've never we've never had conversations where I had to say, well, I'm the head of the household. Uh, we have to, uh, you have to submit to me. You, if you're a leader that has to say that, then you you probably not. Sh- you're probably not the leader that you think that you are. Amen. Uh, and additionally. There's a lot of things that are, are such a small piece of marriage. Like people ask about sex, 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 sex. In the grand scheme of things, if we're talking about a lifetime together, it's a very small piece of, of marriage. Now, I'm not saying that it's not important. Oh, okay. Oh, it is important. But in the grand scheme of things, if you think about how much time you spend at work, how much time you spend with, if you have children, how much time you uh, spend taking care of the kids, how much time you figure out how you're going to pay the bills. Like, <laughs> you, if you think yeah. about all those different things and, uh, planning for this and planning for that and all that. And so, once again, this is not to say that sex is not important because it is an important part uh, of, of marriage. But we, but now I, I say that to say even when submission is not this great big thing that has to loom over the marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, if you and we understand that submission means to be under a mission, sub being under a mission. I like that. Uh, and so uh, that's not mine. Uh, but uh, uh, but uh, to okay. be un- so, so to be under missions, the idea is is that you're working together for a common goal, and and this is but this is a lifetime, and so sometimes the goal is going to change, sometimes the mission is going to change, sometimes all those things are going to change. It's going to be okay, but also when you begin to think of each other as one flesh, no one, if you saw someone just punching themselves, you think they were crazy. Like why are they sitting there punching themselves? They will punch themselves in the in the head. You think that there was something that was going wrong, uh, and when th- when that happens, that's what it looks like in marriage when you're fighting against each other because you're supposed to be one flesh, walking together. And so sometimes you have to. But also, my my dominant hand, my I'm right-handed by nature, but for some reason in sports, my dominant hand is my left hand. But if I fought trying to get the left right hand to be what the left hand was, I would not be playing to my strengths. And I say that to say is that there's going to be some times where your spouse will be better at the lead. If you're, if you're a husband, sometimes your wife would be better at the lead. And it, uh, vice versa, sometimes your husband will be better at the lead. And so there's some, there's some households where financially the, 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 uh, the, the wife 
I may be good. Or sometimes the man is just so particular and he he, he does this for the living. If you if if you are married to an accountant and you you feel focused, feel like you should be the person that should be doing the bills, you're wrong somewhere. They do this for a living. <laughs> so uh, and so, but in the, in that sense, uh, but uh, and so there's going to be so when it comes to organization and things of that nature, I'm going to lean towards her strength. Uh, and so that that makes more that makes more sense. Uh, and so if I didn't, I would be literally fighting against myself. You're literally you're having a tug of war, and you're on both sides. You're literally having a tug of war against yourself, and it, it makes no sense. Because you're literally fighting yourself. That's what it means to become one flesh. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. The, the becoming, you're taking two different households. And so what my next question is, we are both children of divorce. Mm-hmm. And so so my question is, is how did growing up children of divorce impact your view on marriage? Mm-hmm. So you go first. Yes. Okay. So um, first I'd like to acknowledge that I have two dads. Um, I have my... My dad, Gregory, who is essentially my stepdad, and I have my biological father, William, um, and I have an amazing relationship with them. I'm very thankful. Um, however, I, I, my, my mother and my biological father, they were divorced when I was two months old. So consequently, I didn't really, you know, really know a whole lot. I was still drinking bottles. Um, but... I, I knew as I got older when we lived in New York that I had there was this document that was really important that meant that I had to go see my dad like in the summer and some Christmases and things of that nature. Um, so and, and all I heard was the divorce decree. And so I just went with it. The, the grown people were telling me that I had to take this flight from New York to Georgia to see my dad. And OK. I did that. Um, But in doing so, I really was able to see two different types of marriages. I saw my mother's marriage to my stepdad, Gregory, and I saw my dad, William's marriage to his wife, Yvonne. Um, And so there were moments where I was just paying attention to the way that I grew up. And um, my mom eventually divorced my stepdad, Gregory. Um, But he and I, because this was the man that did my hair in the mornings, uh, helped me practice for my spelling bee, helped me with math homework. And so I had a love and respect for him because he was the dad that was in the home with me uh, for many, many years of my life. I'd probably say maybe 10 years. I think they were married for 10 years. So he was that dad that was at home with me. So that was what I knew. Um, he taught me how to, to be a young woman, um, brush your teeth, wash your face. And he was also military figure that I'm married a military man. Um, so divorce for me was hard. There was transition. It was learning personalities, learning parenting styles, and then living through the hurt of, of divorce um, and seeing how that impacted my mom. And I, I stole from that a narrative that I had to have chipped away um, but I stole a narrative from that that I didn't want to be married because it seemed like it was a hassle. And I didn't want kids because it seemed like being a single parent was just so hard. And so I couldn't see past single parenthood, if you will. Um, and I really, which was also, it, it was kind of hard once we, I was, I was like, it's chocolate man and done something to me. I think I like him because I, I still in dating and even in our engagement was like, oh no, I'm focused on my career. I'm not trying to have a kids with you. Um, and so I, I developed this very single, independent, strong, independent mindset, almost as though I didn't need anyone. Um, so divorce impacted my life in a way that in my younger and probably maybe more immature and um, maybe uncultured days, I was just like, marriage isn't for me. Um, and it took me getting involved in church and really, really engaging in the word of God that I began to look at marriages around me that were healthier and seeing that I could chart my own course, if you will. Um, So, and again, I don't want this to seem as though I feel like I was damaged or anything by divorce. I definitely don't feel that way. Uh, My folks just didn't get along. 
Sam. Uh, it, it was better that they uh, separated. They were much happier with life. Um, and I enjoy them a lot better, um, as well as my parents that are not together, Sam. No, when it, it sometimes it just don't people don't even be together. And I, I just love and respect the fact that they knew that they weren't working out, but they were willing to deal with some challenges and uh, some disgruntled and uncomfortable spaces so that I could be okay and thrive and so that my sister could be okay and thrive. Um, and I think that's why I'm able to have the, the level of relationships with, with both my both of my dads the way that I do. So, yeah. Uh, I'm long with it. For me, uh, we're almost out of here. We have one more thing. I think the last thing is going to be controversial, but we'll be, be all right. But uh, the, uh, I think that for me, it was different because even though uh, my parents were divorced, uh, they were still very present. Uh, and so growing up as a child of divorce, uh, I saw, I, I don't want to say that I used my parents' marriage as a romance, because in the, in the grand scheme of things, I didn't I didn't think about it a lot until probably after I was married. Uh, and so I, I didn't think about their marriage as something that, that, that kind of place on me, uh, but I did see it. I saw um, the, the struggles, uh, some of the dysfunction in it, and uh, but I, I learned a lot and so I think I learned, I did, I'm not really, I don't even know if I un, I've unpacked how my parents' uh, divorce may have impacted my our, our relationship, our marriage. Uh, in, the real, in the grand scheme of things, we're being honest and transparent. I don't think I, I've thought about it in that sense, but also because it's just different. Uh, and so, uh, and I think that, I think for a while they hid their divorce for a while. Uh, and so, it, and it was kind of for the sake of, not so much saving face uh, for society, but save it to kind of feel like they were showing you not in front for myself. But by this time, my, my my two older sisters had already moved out. So it was, a, it was really for myself and my brother. And so I think that was kind of the thing. And it kind of let me know that they were unhappy, though. And so it made me think about unhappiness. And so that probably is going to lead to the next question thing that's going to be probably controversial, especially coming from... <laughs> Uh, I, I feel comfortable in doing this because our pastor can be controversial. So, so, uh, uh, and the, the thing is, is that divorce is an option. And I know what we do is say, maybe we're gonna take divorce off the table, take divorce off the table. And I say that not to be just for the sake of being controversial. If the reality of it is that we have to understand that marriage is a choice. And I think that if we look at marriage as a choice, and I think this would be a perfect place. Uh, as we begin to wrap up, but marriage is a choice. And we have to remember that, that this person is choosing to be with you. Mm -hmm. That that this the person, if you are the person proposing, this person, this person says, yes, that's their choice. That means they have a choice to leave. Uh, and it's not meant to scare you. It's not meant to say, I do, like we, we've said that. We said we're taking the boys off the table. But the reality of it is that we've said that but in our first year, that was because we were children of divorce, and maybe this is how it impacted us. Like are we, that first year, as we got hit struggles, are we sure we want to do this? Yeah. Like we, we, we've said that. Did we wash dishes a different way than I did? That's not, we, we were arguing about that before marriage. <laughs> but uh, the, the thing is that it was, it was those things that, because it is an option. We have to realize that marriage, relationships, they're all a choice. Yes. And a person is choosing to be with you and your choices impact their choices. And the fact is that the question I will have for you, if you're going to be, if you're going to be unfaithful, you chose to get married. That was your choice. If you're going to be verbally abusive to a person that you say that you love, you, you're choosing to do that. These are all choices, and we. I always say that. And I, I give this example, and it's, it's just the best way to uh, to say it. And I know it may. Everyone is eventually going to have to do what they have to do, and it's based off a of choice. And so, if you go and rob a bank, uh, the the bank tells is going to do what they have to do. They're going to hit the button, and because you felt that you had to rob the bank because that's what you had to do, and so you, you I just had to do it. And the bank tells is going to do what they have to do. 
and then the the investigation, the police officer is going to do what they have to do, and the, the lawyers are going to do what they have to do, the judge is going to do what they have to do, and it, it's all we cannot remove ourselves from the the impact we had on other people's choices. Mm-hmm. Now, I I am a firm believer is that that you still have to decide for yourself. But at the end of the day, a person, whatever it is, a person is going to decide whether they still want to, they want to stay here and be hurt or they want to stay here and be happy because that we always go to the negative. So you can actually literally be in a good relationship and the choice is to stay because it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's some people that you're giving them everything and they're still going to choose to leave because they're not happy with themselves. Uh, and so their the, the voice isn't. I'm gonna stop this from scrolling across the screen. Yeah, I was, <laughs> but, uh, I was hoping for that. Thank you. Uh, but uh, but when I when I when it is not because it's a choice, and I'm not saying that you should make it your choice, but marriage is a choice, mm-hmm. and and we we have the you you decided to be here, but the other side of it is this person decided to be here too, and the vows that you took. That was what led to their choice. The promises that you made, that's what led to their choice. And so when you don't keep those things and there are people, I I put this as an option, as a choice, because there's people that are are choosing to stay because the voices, you're not supposed to get divorced and they're getting their head beat in every night. Mm -hmm. And if it seems graphic, I want it to be graphic because it's, it's real and they need to know that that's not what God wanted for them. Not, not that. Uh, and and, and uh, Pastor Rav feels this way, and I feel this way. Uh, and if we're, we're the kind of church, listen, if we find out, we come to get you. This, this, this is what it is. <laughs> but uh, but uh, I, 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 and I'm not saying that I'm, I'm pushing for people to go get divorced. And I know it sounds controversial, and I may get in trouble for this later. But I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I can I can back what I'm saying. What I am saying is that marriage is a choice, uh, and that so if there's a choice, there's another option, uh, and that means that you should consider that with how you treat your spouse, because if you're saying that divorce is not an option and that that we're just going to stay married no matter how bad it gets, and you're treating your your actions are living that form, well, they're never going to leave me. But the fact is that a person can only get like like if, if you think about just a person defense, eventually they're gonna they're gonna put their hands hands up and protect themselves. Uh, and and this is uh, most of the time this is talking about infidelity. There's, there there there's some things that are greater to some people than infidelity. Like everyone has, and those that's something that you may want to talk about in your marriage. One, what does infidelity look like to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I've, I've, I've counseled and talked to some people where this man couldn't even look. And I don't mean look like stare. I mean, like, look at another woman. <laughs> like the stuff on IG. Like, like, and so, but, and that may be, like, if you had these conversations before, you realize, realize, like, I can't, that's not going to be, that's not my testimony. That's not what I can do. But you have to have those comments. What does infidelity look like? Mm-hmm. What, does, what does it look like to you? What are your boundaries um, yeah. in the marriage? Uh, or really, and I feel that boundaries are so important. They they need to, and we do have them, even for those who may feel that they may not be sure, we do have them. It's a coping mechanism. Um, but really establishing those before you even get into the marriage, establishing boundaries while you're dating um, is so important. But I don't want to leave us yeah. on an aspect of, yes, the, that divorce is an option. I want you to know that there is support available out there. Um, so I... I can honestly say that there are therapists that are trained specifically in working just with couples. And so I think it's so important maybe even to look at those services before getting into the marriage, especially if you see that you're struggling with communication in the dating phase, because that's only going to exasperate when you add in mingling a household, mingling finances, mingling friendships, and then Lord have mercy, and then children. So please don't hesitate to reach out and get support from individuals who are trained to help you work through these issues. And I'll be honest with you, when you're seeing a marriage and family therapist or a a counselor who specializes or is trained to work with couples, there may be moments where that therapist may say, 
hey, I think the work that we're doing collectively is great, but Tisha, I'm going to use myself, maybe it may be beneficial if you did the couple's work in therapy, but also had your own therapist on the side to work through those habits or those coping mechanisms, those skills that you may have picked up along the way that are now impacting the marriage, both negatively and positively. So helping you to take that time out to address whatever trauma or whatever challenges you have had that we bring and we we have it in our toolbox we have it in our bag and we bring that into those relationships so just know that you do excuse me that you do have support support is available um and before saying you know what you got on my nerves you made me mad really actually seeking that support yes divorce is an option But I want you to also know that you have tools that are at your fingertips, literally by search search engine, of therapists who are trained that want to help you work through those challenges and work through communication skills. Because those may not be skills that we learned from our parents or even just in our young adult life. So know that support is available. So I had to... I had it sandwiched great when I did my outline of the questions. So th- this wasn't supposed to be the last, that wasn't the last topic, but I do thank uh, Tisha for bringing it back in. But at the end of the day, we are praying for your marriage. We're praying for, and pray for hours. And I'll <laughs> pray for hours. Uh, but we, I mean, we're always growing. There's going to be challenges. And I would like something that uh, one of my f- favorite people has said, uh, and her name is Janelle Brown Bright. Uh, and she said, I think some of it is fluid. It grows and changes with growth of the marriage. I'm not even going to try to begin. They've been married. Her and her husband have been married for a while, but they're one of my favorite couples, one of my favorite people. Yeah, Yes, I just didn't want to, I don't want to shortchange them, but they, they earned all those years. Uh, and so, uh, but uh, and, but really, uh, it is one of those, marriage is fluid. It, it is, they, they, one, there is not a cookie cutter. And I know I'm saying it like we're wrapping, we are wrapping it up in this series in the sense that we're, we're doing all questions next week. So we want you to send your questions in. Uh, and so well, with that, we want to we want to make sure that uh, you understand that it is no cookie cutter. Uh, there is no, I, I heard this on an Instagram post, there is no, hey, you find this woman, you pour water, you got an instant family. It's not, as they said, it's not oatmeal. <laughs> and so uh, it, it is not. It is this process, and God gave me a, a visual demonstration that I forgot to bring it, and so I will, I will explain it here since I can't have it. Uh, so he, the birth way he said is that it's it's like Kool Aid, uh, and so you have this water, and the water being representative of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit, right? And then you have you have sugar, and you have the actual Kool Aid pack. Now Kool Aid by itself, eh, the sugar by itself, and eh. now. The other side of it, they do not have to be mixed together. They're in the grand scheme of things, they may not taste good by themselves, but they're fine by themselves. Like they're, they're fine. They don't they they're fine by themselves. Now, you now put the however you have whatever order you do it. You put the sugar, Kool-Aid, and you mix it in the water. Now, most people, now some people do it with hot water, but that's not how I like to do it. So I do it with the cold water. And so you you mix it. Now, when you mix sugar with cold water, it's not going to necessarily melt and combine perfectly. But over time, as it sits, the Kool-Aid, so if you make it, if you put a lot of sugar, it's going to be, it's going to be diabetes sweet later on. But if you put a lot of sugar in there, uh, or as it goes by, it's going to get sweeter. Mm-hmm. Now, that means that, but that's, part of it is that your, your, your liquid is the spirit. Right? It's, it's the Holy Spirit. Now, I know that there's going to be some people that may not subscribe to this, but we are still a Christian church and we still very much believe in Jesus Christ. Uh, and so the, the spirit being present. And so as it, as, as he's present, as his being is present, uh, we are now as he, as it mixes together and the, the mixing is life. It, it is the spoon is life. It is the, 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 the turmoil, but it's the good times. It's the bad times. It's the man, we ain't got, we don't got nothing. We're just going to watch this, this movie that we watched a thousand times already. Uh, it's, uh, hey, we can't go out, but we're going we're gonna to celebrate our anniversary. We're going to do a Chinese style or Asian style, rather. Please forgive me. Our uh, Asian style. We're going to just sit on the floor and eat. Uh, and so we're going to do those things. And it's, it's using your creativity. It's all those things. That's the spoon mixing it together. 
and then the, the sitting in there is just the time. Now, it, it, it still required the mixing. It still required the mixing and then the time, and as it tastes sweeter and sweeter day by day. So there's, something's going to be hard. And some things are going to be hard. Some things are going to be, it's going to be some good days, going to be some bad days. But oftentimes somebody asks, why do we say marriage is hard work? <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure. I think that it sounds discouraging sometimes. And I don't really think marriage is hard. I, it, at least it has not been my, my testimony. And I'm not saying that people that haven't had a hard, good time. I know someone that, that I think they, they've been at year 17 now. Uh, they, they had a hard time. They met in high school. And they they've been married since then, and now but now they 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 now ten years into their groove and they 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 hit it and they're, they're doing well for themselves and and they but it happened when they could just be with each other and they, they were able to pour into each other and so I know uh, and so it, we, as we are closing and uh, because I don't want to I know we're in overtime but I want to go way overtime but I want you to know that it's it's a process uh, that you are becoming yes and you're you're. Be- you, you don't, it's not that you be, and I know that's not good English, but it's, it's not that you just, you just be you, what, so we make it seem like you say I do. And we do this with everything. You come to the altar and you say that I believe in God and boom, everything's going to be good. It's not, you're going to have your struggles. Uh, you're going to, because you're meshing two people from two different lifestyles, from two different things. Even if you grew up in a, if you grew up identical houses and y'all were best friends the whole time, it's still going to be some growing pains because you're trying to break bones and regrow them back together. Yeah. And so it's, it's fine, but that's, that's the, some things you're going to look back and say, man, I don't even remember that. I was just, you're going to look it back with 2020 vision and you're going to look back at nostalgia and say, that was a good time. And when we went, when you went through it, it was not good at all. Right. That arguing over how to wash dishes the right way. It's a joke now. Yes. And we can laugh about it. But we was big mad. But, uh, and so, we're closing because I do not want to get fired. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I do want to uh, take this time to, one, say if you are looking uh, for for prayer or if you're looking for someone to talk to about your marriage, uh, we do not have, this is the marriage ministry, if you will, for our church right now. <laughs> uh, but we, we do not have individualized ministries, but... Also, but if you're looking for a church home and this is your idea, we welcome you to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, but if you just want someone to talk to, someone to partner with, someone to partner with you in prayer, reach out to us. Uh, we are open. We believe in prayer. And I also, uh, we both work in uh, professions where confidentiality is supreme. So nothing that you say, even if it's something where you're just venting about your spouse, that won't go back to your spouse, even if we, if we happen to know them. Or if you're venting and you just, you're, you're on edge, but you don't want anyone to know Come talk to us. Uh, now, this is going to be some things where we may refer you uh, because it may be outside of our scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we want you to be healthy uh, and we want you to be whole. Absolutely. Uh, and so that's what we, we would do. Uh, but we are praying for you. If you have any questions, uh, right now, Tisha's uh, email and her social media contact is all on the, uh, the screen. Uh, and so that was scrolling. That's been scrolling for a while. Mine is on the screen. Uh, so it just has my email. And all my my social media is Cloyd Cloyd Brown, uh, so you, that's how you can find me. Uh, and so, even if you just you have a thought, you have a question, but if you are looking for prayer, like prayer, uh, like outside of marriage, maybe to kind of understand your singleness, whatever it is, and you're trying to understand your walk with God, if you if you are if you're sick and you want someone to partner with you in prayer, please email us at prayers at rlcrdu.com. Prayers at rlcrdu.com. We believe in prayer. We are praying for you. And if you send us a message, we're praying for you. And that's what we believe in. And so we are going to wrap up. I am going to ask Tisha to pray, uh, pray us out. And so uh, if you would pray us out, please. Kind Father, we thank you for this opportunity to come together. God, I pray that you would magnify the marriages that are around us that have listened to this broadcast and even those that will catch the, the replay. So, Father, I pray that you would speak into their hearts and their minds. Father, change or move anything that is within them that is not like you. And God, I pray that any single woman or man that has had the opportunity to view this, God, that you will begin to speak their purpose and assignment into them, Lord. Father, help them to be able to see themselves in your light, God. Help them to be able to be in alignment with who you are so that when you send that person that you have created for them, they are ready to receive them. 
So, Father, I thank you for just the ability to sit amongst the body of believers. I thank you for this impartation and just the opportunity to take spirit, to take scripture and bring it to life. So, Father, I pray that you would magnify our marriage. Help us to continue to be the light that you called us to be. So we bless you and we ask that you remove anything that is within us as a couple as well that is not like you. Help us to be in fruition and full alignment with everything that you have called us to do and to be in the earth. It is in the mighty matchless name of Jesus we pray. May you all be safe. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sunday at 1130 is when you can join us for Sunday service. Leave Pastor Ravage preaching. So definitely come and join us. Also, remember, never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. and God love you.